Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Lifting the Veil podcast. With myself, your host, Adrian Lopez, the Integrative Healing Coach. This week, I wanted to talk to you about the topic of what I'm calling um, the chicken or the egg. You know, the famous adage, which came first, the chicken or the egg. And this came to me today because I was thinking about the idea of um, cause and effect, um, conditions and causes in our lives and how we place ourselves in relationship to what we are experiencing. And this is a very slippery slope for a lot of people. It's a blurry where things get blurry. So um, I wanted to take a deeper dive into the idea of this metaphor, I guess, or this um, state of mind that produced a question called which came first, the chicken or the egg. And so I speak from my own personal experience as always, through my own personal journey, my work as a life coach, and a energetic healer, a psychic intuitive. And from my own experience, and you may relate to this, that um, I haven't been, I wasn't schooled or taught as a young person uh, or even introduced the idea as far as an explicit conversation, what it means to live your life from an empowered place. In fact, these words that I'm throwing around and these phrases that I'm using right now with you here today um, in the context of being a a transformational quantum life coach uh, are still terms for many people that they aren't familiar with. They're foreign. And so, um, for example, in the family I was raised, um, and even now to this day, if I use these words, they feel foreign, um, disconnecting for the people, uh, for many people in my family, they they're confused. They don't know what these words mean or why I'm talking about them or why they're important. Um, and so um, it's like they're not quite sure what it, what it means. And if people aren't quite sure what it means, um, it can be feel threatening, you know. Um, or on the other hand, you can get real curious. Like, what, is, what does that mean? And why is this person discussing terms like living from an empowered place? And what does that mean? And so what happens when you're born into uh, a place that is not welcoming or not in alignment with the vision of your heart, for example? You know, we're all born with a unique vision of the world. Whether other people can see that as possible or um, valuable or not, and so our work in the world is to bring that vision to life regardless in a way that provides value to people. It might not be the people that we are um, like our origin family, but um, it could be um, 
a place where you are allowed or you create a place for yourself to feel free to express your vision and to live in a way that is in alignment with you and that makes your soul sing and vibrate vibrate to the highest level like that passion and inspiration for life and when you attempt to perhaps explain this to some people um it might take a minute right they might get upset they might get frustrated tell you that you're out of touch with reality that you're being unrealistic um somehow trying to make them look bad but in contrast it's like when you think of world leaders like somebody like martin luther king for example who stood before a world stage and said i have a dream where there's a different way possible a place a, a way of living in this world where everyone's needs matters where everyone can stand side by side uh, to equal opportunity where um, leaders like um, Mahatma Gandhi believed in a world of nonviolence and actually helped to free his country and Nelson Mandela and the list goes on you know it's not necessarily all of these incredibly world famous figures but yes but how do we get to show up in our vision you know they um, clearly had a lot of naysayers people that told them that they they lived in a dreamland, not realizing that we're all dreaming up this world and creating it as we speak. And so there are definitely obstacles that visionaries, empowered leaders have to step over in order to get to be a stand for humanity in the way that they know is possible, even when other people can't quite see it yet. And so what does it really mean to live in your power? Well, for me, this means taking a look around you at the results of what our human family has created and then taking ownership for it but the ways of being that created the results. And the first place that we get to start is our personal lives. Because until we've mastered the arena of our own personal life, it's a really difficult, not, not impossible, right? I am possible to take out that influence into the rest of the world. And we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to have everything in place. But we do need to situate ourselves to our role as being the central power in our own sphere of influence. And, you know, it's not enough to go to church on Sunday, although that might be very fulfilling for you and helpful. But when you're walking around in, in the temple of God itself, this body, this mind and this heart that was given to you as a gift to inhabit while you're here this domicile this dominion over the earth in the in this case in your body where you are sovereign or you may be um, feeling the opposite like you're you're not sovereign you're giving your power away to outside circumstances conditions people and places and this is not unusual we have all been conditioned to see the world this way. And once we, our vision 
gets conditioned, it's uh, very challenging, not impossible, as I said, to begin to generate a new vision, something outside of the boxes that we've been given. So in today's episode, this is where I'm coming up with the theme, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And I'm going to be sharing how the transformation of our world is connected to this adage that I'm sharing. And it, it first, it's like, what began first? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? And I want to suggest that this question is unanswerable because the context of the question is misaligned with reality. And I'm going to talk more about this and how it might show up in your life as being a um, change agent, a empowered leader in your life, in your world to create the kind of world that you know truly is possible where everyone wins, everyone's needs matter. So with that being said, um, this is a matter of how we view relationship. And I want to suggest that both the egg and the chicken arise simultaneously because it is a matter of relationship. Everything is a matter of relationship. And this sh shapes our perspective about what we see as possible for ourselves and others and our world. The egg only becomes the egg because of the chicken. And the chicken only gets to be a chicken because of the egg. And I'm going to go deeper into this. As I continue to share today, we can extend this into a bigger context of the human family. We only get to be our greatest, most expressed free self when those around us are doing the same. When we begin to hold space for this, for ourselves, it gives permission for all other people to begin to step in the fullness of who they are. In other words, when I'm free to be my most authentic self, I automatically give permission for others to do the same, and that is authentic power. If you take a look around the world right now, you could turn on the six o'clock news. You can see that our human family has yet to master living in peace and harmony which is an expression of power, but not the model we've inherited. This is largely, I believe, because we're looking through a limiting lens or a partial lens. And when we look through a partial lens, we only see partial solutions or partial possibilities. So that it is the lens that it's actually creating what we see as possible. And that when we shift the lens, then what we see possible expands. And for instance, many look around the world and say, oh, look, look at how bad this is. Look at what's happening. Look at what these people are doing. You know, you can fill in the blank. Thinking that that condition is what's determining our reality. When in fact, it is the information, like what we see outside of us, the condition is just information or feedback 
that is showing us what kind of lens we've been looking through. And the lens causes the result. And the lens and the result are not separate, just like the chicken and the egg. So hang in there with me. Be patient with me. I'm getting to a place of synthesis with this. This is a deep topic. It takes patience and awareness to uh, bring our um, ability to observe our own consciousness and what it's doing in order to be free of it. So we're not a victim or feeling powerless. So if quantum physics has taught us anything, it is that we live in a reflective universe and there is no outside, there's no out there. The observer actually influences the outcome of what they're seeing. Um, the observer's effect or expectation or way of being determines how the energy transforms into matter or shows up in matter from a wave to a particle. And we have much impact and power over our reality. So now the question remains, what has stopped people seeing their power or their direct impact in their experience of reality? And most often it is because it doesn't appear immediate or it appears outside of us, like it's happening outside of us. So it looks disconnected or alien. But maybe, as I mentioned, we've been asking the wrong question. Asking what can I do versus who can I be? And the being will determine the action, not the other way around. So I'm going to say that maybe we've been asking the wrong questions because we've been living out of the wrong premise. Believing that the power is in the action versus in the being. So maybe the question is not what can I do, but more, who can I be? How can I view this situation in my life in the most empowering way for me and others, for example? And um, just to expand this idea, some act in a certain way for example, somebody's acting in a certain way that you find upsetting or in metaphysical metaphysical work, we call this triggering, as you probably have heard this term over and over again, where the world is just happening to us out there, external to me or to you, and I feel powerless. And, and then this is what Viktor Frankl called the space between stimulus and response. And I'm gonna read you uh, his quote, Viktor Frankl was a famous psychiatrist in Nazi Germany who was incarcerated in one of the death camps and his family was killed, but he lived and he went on to write a very famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. And this quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response and in our response lies our growth and freedom. So it is this space of being 
that determines our growth and our freedom. So when I created the Mind Heart Space Academy, it was with this in mind that until each one of us takes ownership of what we're creating out in the world, then then it's um, it's a level, I guess, of a responsibility, the ability to respond in kind. But we can't do that if we don't know who we are. If we don't know our true power, then we feel powerless. And it is this space that Viktor Frank Frankl's uh, famously wrote about that he discovered in a time of severe crisis where his ego was pushed into shattering into wakefulness and that's what's happening right now for people who are available and so uh if the pandemic wasn't shattering enough for people if the loss of life wasn't enough for people if the severe isolation and lockdowns weren't enough for people if an entire economic shift has not been enough for people to begin to push the ego into awareness, into awakening. That's what we're being asked to do is to wake up from this dream that we created, that our ego has been locked into as the only option available. And it takes a lot of courage and a lot of inner strength and a lot of wherewithal to be willing to wake up and step into the role of one being responsible because then it means truly looking at the conditions we've all created we've all allowed to emerge from the collective consciousness on this planet and once we begin to realize this this is the ultimate step in finding the true point of power and ultimate transformation and it sounds so simple right that space between stimulus and response but that is the present moment and that is the only moment that we have the past is already gone and the future hasn't happened yet so the moment of creative expression is in the now moment and one question I've found super helpful in my transformation and the transformation of others is who am I being right now? What am I allowing as possible? How am I limiting what's possible when my ego wants to be right about what it already thinks it knows? And that I have an opportunity moment to moment, just like you, to release uh, limitations. Um, judgments, ideas of lack, and everything that goes along with that point of view, that lens of looking at life, into one of infinite possibility, generosity, commitment, joy. So between stimulus and response, it is this space and our power to choose that lies our greatest growth and true freedom. And so if we aren't choosing our response, we are simply reacting to the ego's autopilot based 
reaction that is the creation of the past past experience past stories past conditionings that is the ego and so when we do this we are closing off the present moment to a new creative opportunity where all possibility lies so for me as a lifelong mystic a metaphysician a meditator a yogic practitioner a psychic intuitive and healer it has become clear to me that all positive change or transformation happens in this space as i mentioned because it is a returning of the self back to the greatest point of power as i mentioned the present and everything else is just a product a creation or image of the mind projected out there it becomes it become the ego objectifies life so it creates a separation between this moment and then the image of this moment and true living is moving past the objectification of the moment that's right in front of you right here right now and simply being in the experience of life without the analytical um, analysis of what's happening and so in this case what happens is that the eyes think that they are perceiving reality through the mind but they can't see themselves and thus they are missing the center actor in this entire experience so i'm going to say that again because i think it's super important the eyes can't see themselves and so they can't see the relationality or the positionality of their unique individual lens and perception and because the eyes can't see themselves they don't take that their perspective into account it's just like oh the whole world sees it this way and it is a trick of the egoic mind that keeps us stuck imprisoned in our conditions the hopelessness of it of never being able to change never being able to shift it's inevitable right that's part of the ego's job is to make things look inevitable But until we're willing to make this shift out of all of our mental constructs that have been determining most people's choice, and I hate to even use the word choice because it's the illusion of choice, because people don't realize they're, that, that they're making a choice because they're unconscious of it. So if you're unconscious of something, can you say that that's a free choice? And then it's just a limited choice. Like I can choose this or this. Not realizing, like it's an absolute, always, always been their condition. Instead of a temporary and changeable outcome that we can have effect on, that we can effectively shift and change in the way that we're seeing which is shaped by the way that we're being. So I'm gonna be sharing some tools next week about 
Well, both some tools and practices that I've used and that I've shared with my clients that can help you put, put you back in the driver's seat, help you make sure you're in the right car, that you're on the right road, and that you're actually even using the right map. Because once, once the ego, <laughs> once you become wise upon the ego and its blind spots, you might realize that you've, you've been in the wrong car with the wrong key on the wrong road with the wrong map and you didn't even know it. And so how are we supposed to get to where we want to go in a world where people are truly free, where everyone's needs matter, um, where peace and harmony are possible when we don't even have the right map because we're using the wrong construct and we're using the wrong construct because we don't know who we truly are. And so once we begin to make the shift in perception, we can truly take the seat in our own life and empower ourselves to create and be the change that we wish to see in the world. And it's not more of the same, like going out to fix the world out here. It's a whole different paradigm. And this paradigm is not in the doing, it's in the being. And it always has been for those people that have known this. Because it's not really enough to have some nice ideas without the power to create the inspiration that's planted in your heart that will be given life through you and can't be given life through anyone but you because you are uniquely um, qualified to bring your special facet of creative reality that nobody has but you. You brought it. And if you're not here sharing it, the, wor the world is poorer for it. And it will never know your unique um, shade, your unique expression, your unique beauty. Because nobody can do it except for you. And in this way, you are the chosen one if you choose. And this is the way the mystery of the which comes first, the chicken or the egg, is solved. The egg only becomes possible because of the chicken and vice versa. So really, this entire question reveals the faulty context of linear thinking, of either or thinking. It's a certain mentality. Instead, perhaps maybe we should be asking in contrast what we need to shift the lens into a collaborative context of and and and. For example, there is only the chicken and the egg 
because they are in relationship. A co-creative, collaborative relationship. And they arise together in their creative relationship. Just like the human family arises in a collaborative, co-creative relationship. And it takes all the parts to create the whole. And you may have heard that, that term or that saying, and I'm probably going to get it wrong because I can never remember how to say it. But the parts don't equal the whole. Something like that. If you know what I'm talking about, say, hey. It's all the parts and their unique contribution that are valuable in themselves that make a whole but can't be, that make the whole, make us whole. Um, and it's each part and its uniqueness that makes the beauty of the wholeness that we experience as our collective consciousness here on this planet and our mother, Mother Earth, that she's the one that we're all resting upon. She's the one that has us. She's holding us with deep care, compassion, and patience. And that when we begin to actually pull back the lens and we see our position on this planet for exactly what it is, then we can begin to take, uh, be empowered, be centered in our power and take action that's in alignment with the context that we find ourselves in. We're on mothership and we are all going the same place around in circles. For what reason, except for the pure enjoyment of life? And if there are some people on this planet not enjoying life, we have a responsibility. We don't have a responsibility. We are responsible for the conditions and causes that we are creating. We have all the resources available. And so I ask you, right, in the same Bane of this question, which came, comes first, the chicken, then the egg, that this is a perhaps an opportunity to reframe all of the questions that we're asking in the context that we use to ask these questions. Because uh, when we ask from the mind, it's, it's a partial, a partial view, a partial response that thinks it's the whole. And so that's what I wanted to share with you um, today as an invitation to think about, you know, where, whoever you are in this world, whatever your position, whether you're a healer, a creative, a light worker, a coach. that there are incredibly gifted people that have so much to offer the world 
that are getting stuck in their heads about what came first versus being fully aligned with their vision, their power, and then acting from there. So what I'm saying is people getting stuck in the mechanics. And so people are walking around with beautiful visions and inspirations in their heart. But they're not talking about those visions and inspirations because there's no context in this world for them yet. That's why we get to create it. We are, as they say, we are laying the foundation as we go and we're making it up because it's happening in the present moment. It's never existed before. It's that famous quote from um, Back to the Future where um, the scientist guy comes back and he's like, we don't, we don't need roads where we're going. They're no longer, they're no longer pertinent. And so we're stepping out of this old paradigm. The place we're going doesn't have roads. We have to find a new way to travel, a different map, a different vehicle. And it's going to happen from our relationship to our own consciousness and our ability to be fully present in our wholeness in our in in the creative present and our ability to respond versus react and it's a matter of waking us waking ourselves up and this is a process of reclaiming our power and shifting our perspective so that when we have this addiction to seeing uh, uh, the power out there that things are happening uh, to us, we get to choose beyond all appearances. What it looks like and what's really happening are really two different things. And we have to be able to have the um, mastery the skill, the tools, the practices in order to ground ourselves safely in our physical bodies, in our awareness, our consciousness. If we are plagued with um, addictions and anxieties and emotional responses or reactions, I should say, then it's really hard. And so this is the whole emphasis on um, being committed to healing the trauma, the disassociation that pulls us out of our consciousness, that pulls us out of the present moment. Because when we're not in the present moment, we're not empowered. And so this is the real emphasis on healing that has been taking over our planet outside of the traditional realms of medicine and hospitals and doctors it's it's become the conversation of consciousness itself um, it has bled through the walls of medicine into everyone's home and everyone's life in the form of something called a virus 
and we are being asked to reevaluate and determine what healthy means, wholeness means, homeostasis means, and how do we produce that intentionally for ourselves and others, uh, for our planet, for our families and the people that we love, and for our beautiful Mother Earth. All right, I think I'll leave it there. Um, next for until next time, I guess I will um, uh, share some tools that I've used. I've shared with others to help empower you in this awakening process. What to do? How to thoughtfully respond? Taking your power back, owning your power, being responsible. Being committed to the vision in your heart so you can share it with others because the world needs it. The world needs you. All right. Until next time, please remember what a valuable treasure you are. And I will see you next week. Bye for now.